chatting with the greatest minds in Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin Audible chat with Adam Curry. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. We've got a fantastic chat today. Um, it's taken me a long time to get this together, but I think you guys are going to love it. Um, I had the podfather, the inventor of podcasting himself, Adam Curry, on the show today. Uh, and we had a fantastic conversation. We get into uh, the great reset um, the, the rise and the problems of social media, uh, how he's a big Bitcoin enthusiast and a major lightning user. And uh, honestly, the level of conversation was really surprising. I did not know how well and how comfortable he was with lightning, but they have been building a really cool project over at bot, a podcastindex.org and podcasterwallet.com uh, to integrate lightning into podcasting. And uh, he is on a mission to reinvent his own invention, uh, uh, to reinvent podcasting and re-decentralize uh, the sphere with the, the coming or, or the growth and centralization around Spotify and the attempt at building these walled gardens back into the open podcasting platform. And who better to take the reins and try to uh, pull it to the other direction than the podfather himself? So we had a fantastic conversation, uh, and real quick, I just before we get into it, I just want to thank our sponsors. A thank you to Hexa Wallet. It's a great mobile wallet with tons of features, uh, and it is a uh, it's a seedless wallet um, uh, with a really clever breaking up uh, the backup system, so it's in multiple places, so you don't have to worry about losing your phone. And I actually just recently got to do the restore from backup, and it's pretty great. Um, so check them out at Hexa Wallet. Uh, you can find it at GuySwan.com, and that's Swan with two N's. Uh, GuySwan.com slash Hexa, and it will take you right there. And our other wonderful sponsor is uh, Shift Crypto, and they have a fantastic hardware wallet, one that I am increasingly in love with the more I use it. Um, it is called the Bitbox O2. They have a Bitcoin-only version. It is open source. It is sleek, and it is literally just exactly what you need and nothing more for a solid Bitcoin cold storage. That's the Bitbox O2, and to get there, you go to guyswan.com bitbox. So if you're looking for good places to store your Bitcoin, you got a great mobile wallet in Hexa and a wonderful hardware wallet in Bitbox. So thanks to those guys for supporting Bitcoin Audible. Let's go ahead and get into today's chat with Adam Curry, The Great Reset versus The Great Awakening. Let's go, man. I'm ready. Love it. Um, dude, uh, first, first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show. Um, of course. Uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm, uh, it's kind of amazing, like, this, this uh, industry that I'm trying to... Uh, uh, be a part of and uh, do something in uh, you are said inventor of it basically <laughs> and uh, uh, a big fan of like what you're building what you're trying to do your show like everything um it's just uh it's just really amazing to actually get down get to sit down and talk with you about all this stuff because the world's a bit of a crazy place right now 
and uh, you always have a brilliantly fascinating opinion on it. So, well, what what's interesting, guy, and thank you very much for inviting me on the podcast. Um, you know, out of every weird period in time, we've had some great art. Um, uh, Vietnam had uh, protest songs, um, but you know, you can go back to every conflict, every uh, even the um, the bubonic plague. You know, people emerged from that differently. And, uh, you know, I would say Renaissance, all these things take place in cycles throughout history. And um, although I am, I understand uh, software development quite well, and mm-hmm. I've run software development teams, I'm not a coder by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go to, you know, 10, 10 print, I love you, go to 10, you know, that kind of stuff is, is where I'm at. Um, but I consider code to be, you know, software development to be a, a, a science and an art. And I think what's happening in this period, it seems like Bitcoin really took a turn. Um, everybody was obviously kind of confined. You know, what are you going to do? What are developers going to do? Oh, well, I guess I'll just do what I always do, only I'll do it at home. <laughs> and, um, and lo and behold, you know, we're getting all kinds of beautiful things. And you're a part of that. I'm a part of that. We're, we're a part of I won't even say it's an industry, really. It's uh, it's it's more like a movement. And uh, to me, what's really fascinating is, um, well, actually, when you think about it, podcasting was uh, uh, developed and and created uh, right after nine eleven, when the world was also in incredible turmoil. We actually, it uh, the the enclosure tag was pre nine eleven. That started with the uh, you know with the Dave Weiner's. RSS radio user land product that he had. Um, but after 9-11, when, when, the, when I saw the first iPod, that's when podcasting really came to be. So you have these periods in time where I think creativity and thinking changes and morphs. And, um, and, and it's so analogous to back then when we were developing podcasting to now see, because um, I just kind of jumped into the Bitcoin community by saying, oh, here's an implementation. I don't know shit all about anything, but I got money flowing. <laughs> and, and that seems to be cool. And, you know, and immediately, I, I recently went to the Austin Bitcoin meetup. You know, you get welcomed and, um, and I can just see that it's very much the same vibe. And I'm, I'm delighted. I, mean, I get to do two of these in my lifetime. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's, it's really interesting about that, the, the whole idea of, you know, uh, hard times create good men, but like also hard times create good things. They create brilliant ideas. They, um, they really do. Like, I think there's a, there's kind of a stagnancy when there's no pressure to do something. Like there's something about like the, the state or, or the idea of being human that really needs a goal you know, needs something to fix, needs, needs something broken so that we have a direction to point in. Yeah, we're walking, we're walking solutions, looking for problems as we, <laughs> as we go throughout life. And really, um, no, never mind. It, 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 we'll come back to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Minor brain fart. I was, I was going to go off on a whole tangent, like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> So uh, you've been around for longer than me and uh, have a longer, longer time span for the perspective of what the hell is going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, the like last year or two, 
like we got COVID, the the whole Trump phenomenon, mm-hmm. uh, the Great Reset. We got lockdowns, an absolutely insane banking crisis, global banking crisis, mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. interest rates on freaking eighteen trillion dollars. It's a party. <laughs> banning cash well um, now just... this, this this is the point this not yeah you, i'm going to take us right to it okay so what did we lose during this or what did we discover we might have already lost but what became very very apparent in these past eight nine months first of all we have no news media now i've known this for a very long time oh, um, yeah. but it's quite obvious that uh advertisers are in control of our media most of the media is owned by foreign entities in this case turns out to be mostly china um it is entertainment it is not meant to bring you news and i think that even the most skeptical among us when i started the no agenda podcast 13 years ago and people righteously called me the crackpot a name i uh a moniker i i i wear with great pride um, because you <laughs> earned know, no one, no CIA agent needs to knock off the crackpot. Yeah, it's crackpot. Everybody knows it. Who gives a shit what he thinks? Um, but we lost our media, and, and it was already, you know, kind of gone. Probably even before you and I were born, if you think about it. Um, and you know, I've done so much research on that. I can back that up. But it's, uh, it's all, it's all messaging. It's all a messaging platform, and uh, it's the elite messaging system. At least that's what the older media was, and and the internet, of course, came in. So I think we we realize that we've lost our media. The other thing we lost is our money. That went away the minute we saw the dirty, dirty Chinese money getting cleaned at the bank in Shanghai. Oh, we've got to disinfect the money. And the whole world went, that's all right. I, I got my credit cards. I got my Venmo. I got whatever. And people are about to wake up to what that really means. And so, man, the I'll just say the other side, those guys are not bashful. They, the Great Reset. It's not. It's not like hidden. It's in your face with dream been, videos, and this is your future. I mean, this is truly, truly crazy. It's a bit shocking how, like, you know, I, I, I really try to step back and like not believe in the whole conspiracy theorist. Oh, there's like some institution. Like, I don't really believe in omnipotence, whether it's a government institution or a corporation or whatever. Like, I think there's a just a massive amount of incompetence and maliciousness through ignorance. And when incentives are wrong, things just kind of go in one direction. But this great reset stuff has been so out in the open and so broad that it really just makes me go like, what the fuck like how could that be so prevalent excuse me how could that be so prevalent if there wasn't some kind of general plan that a very large number of powerful people were basically on board with you know what i mean yes and i i believe it it may it may not save uh, president trump's re-election and presidency but i believe we will in the next five years come hell or high water and honestly i I almost would say having Joe Biden um, and Kamala Harris uh, persevere and 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 take the Oval Office, that might actually be better because we are we are going to uh, it'll be a necessity for us to learn exactly how big these networks of um, well criminality really how how big they how it's true how big they yeah, really yeah. are and even at a, at a micro level you know. Um, I uh, a couple of years ago, I had a tax audit and 
you know, there's a write-off of a uh, of a, a a trailer that I used for my podcast on tours, and you know, they I'd stay, slept in it two nights in Yosemite that wasn't a podcast, and so they refused to let me write it all off, and that was a you know, I had to pay back seventy thousand dollars. And, you know, when I really looked into it, you know, I was absolutely in my right standing, but it would take me $150,000 to mount a lawsuit. And that's the difference, you know, in America, seems, at least. That the, seems sensible. And the, well, there are, seems two, there are two tiers, you know, there's two tiers of, uh, of justice. And um, so everyone is starting to awaken to that. And when I think what we'll learn about um, our idiotic belief that it's smart to go to a, an ATM that doesn't process your money, but processes your vote and doesn't give you a paper receipt. I mean, these are all these are all things that we're going to go, holy crap, how could we have been so dumb? We left the door wide open. You know, Wall Street is for criminals. Um, it's, you know, look at the HSBC money laundering, Mexican drug cartels laundering money, through the bank and they got caught and then no one went to jail. And nothing and, happened. No, nothing. And, happened. and who was on the board of directors then? James Comey. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. So these names keep popping up everywhere. You know, it's like yeah. and it's it's really only a few. Um, but the network of yeah, it's 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 you know, it used to be called the old boys network. It's existed forever. There's always been backroom deals, but uh, now that a large enough percentage of the population has figured out that no, the internet is not Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. There's, oh, you can type in a, a different address and go somewhere else. And you can use <laughs> uh, the, the Fediverse, the Mastodon infrastructure and have your own social network free of any tinkering or algos, etc. You can, uh, you can have a an open and distributed content distribution platform that doesn't need uh, a big player to um, to make it work or to or to monetize it, you know. Yeah. And the the monetization part is what really really got me because uh, I know that I'm uncancelable with my podcast because there's no advertising and advertising is censorship. It's it's just mm -hmm. the bottom line. Whether you're advertising for a Bitcoin company and don't want to talk about the competitor. I mean, you're self-centering. There's always some form of censorship. But more likely what we see today in the cancel culture is um, advertisers don't want controversy. And people who stir up controversy, they immediately tag the advertiser and the advertiser pulls out. It's that simple. So yeah. companies that, that survive on advertising, uh, which is pretty much all the big Silicon Valley companies, big tech, uh, they just preempt any controversy by removing it. Um, further down the line, though, now is what we're finding out is it becomes kind of freaky when pressure can force a company like Apple, who does not have an advertising model, to remove yeah. podcasts from their index, um, or PayPal and subsequently MasterCard, their payment processor, to literally deplatform people from using that. So that is my weakness, um, and necessity is always the mother of invention. You know, I wanted to podcast six or broadcast 16 years ago, and podcasting came out of it. And now I wouldn't mind if I could continue to receive value back for the value I produce. And in this case, we got kind of got lucky, and we leapfrogged over a whole bunch of crap, and we can move right into a true value-for-value value system where people give back what they get out of it. And it's not your traditional sale 
um, where there's a digital asset you can't unlock until you pay me. Um, although it could be that, but I've learned that in order for enough payments to scale over enough shows, we have to have a real per minute voluntary model, um, which is which is basically what what we started with value for value over 10 years ago, what Patreon picked up, you know, Patreon, I think is very successful, but then they started to deplatform people for behavior elsewhere, not even on their own platform. Um, I hate being dependent on Patreon. Like, like I love anybody, it. My friend, being dependent upon anybody. This but it is, sucks. This yeah. is, I mean, in, I only got. And they're my, charging like sales tax or some crap. Oh, no, well, right? well, your fees are between seven and nine percent at the end of the yeah. day. So it's way too high. Yeah. Um, uh, it wasn't until I got fully noted here at the house, got me a Rasby Blitz, you know, fired that sucker yeah. up. You know, I was <laughs> like, hey, this is pretty easy. I, I can probably figure this out. Um, and all of a sudden, I, I understood the feeling. I said, oh, wait a minute. My bank is right up there in that room. If someone steals it, tries to reboot it, it won't, it won't unlock. Uh, it can get destroyed in a fire. I have, you know, I have my, my, uh, my phrases in my head, which mm -hmm. I do. I, I yeah. just, one of the main, you got to have those. Best way to store them. And Best I practice, them. Them, practice them from time to time. Yeah. Um, you know, simple memory exercise. So, you know, it could get smashed, it could get blown up, you know, the worst that could happen is I could lose a few sats on some channels that weren't backed up. But um, that is a great feeling. And I've actually been deplatformed by banks. Um, and I've had my assets frozen by, uh, by the government. And fuck, that's a badass position to be. <laughs> yeah, really, really bad. It's and it's, it's a horrible feeling. It was, you know, it's all it's all of course, you can overcome these things very easily. But the feeling that someone had that power over you to just say, you know what? No, you get nothing out of the ATM today. I got that in the, in the 90s. In the 90s, I got that. It was a mistake at that time. But holy crap, that felt really, really, you feel powerless. It was just random? Like, oh, it, like was, it was. Uh, well, this is back in the day of the savings and loan mortgage scandals. And they were already selling and swapping uh, mortgages. Okay. And mm -hmm. so someone else cashed my mortgage check, some other bank, which is not the right bank. So I had a cash check from a different bank than the one that, you know, uh -huh. held, the, held the note. And, uh, and so the, this, the third bank down the line had apparently tried to reach out to me, never gotten a hold of me. And so they just froze all my assets. Good and so literally, and the way it worked back then is, you know, I went to the ATM in the morning on my way to MTV. And it was like, no, nothing. I go inside. They say, yeah, well, it's weird. All your money's been transferred to this other account with all nines. I've never seen that before. And then, you know, then a little investigation, like, holy crap, what's going on here? So that was the God. banking industry that had frozen it, not even, uh, not even a, government, uh, a government institution. That's an eye-opener. Uh-huh. Um, there is really something. I don't, I don't know if it's like a... I guess empowering really is the word, um, but just comforting and a little bit crazy that like when, you know, I have like somebody's like, you know, send me an invoice or um, uh, like I'm trying to do some sort of payment thing or man, I want to, you know, try to add something new to the website. Like maybe I could just get somebody to code this up. Like I just go to my setup. Like, like I go to BTC pay server and like I just figure out how to integrate with that and I use that and I can have all sorts of stores and everything. Like 
I'm trying to do an invoice before like I go to bill.com and like law, like, you know, like it's all just like yeah. something else, which is some interface, which requires a fee that's in front of some other company that then goes to my bank. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's always like three layers of crap mm -hmm. and like, I'm not, nobody is looking at it. Nobody is asking me anything. I'm not, I don't have permission. If I don't, if for some reason I don't log in cause their servers are down or something, it's irrelevant to me. Like it's, I've got it. Like it's right here. I can just unplug the computer and plug it back in right. and go, you know? Right. Right. Um, it's really nuts to think that like my whole banking and payments thing is just well, also what, right here in the house. What Bitcoin has proven is, and this to me is the, probably the bigger picture, um, that you can have a, a, an agreement with someone that can be settled uh, with someone you don't know and have no idea who they are. That this can cryptographically, we can assure that this very valuable thing I have over here was transferred to that person and received as the same valuable thing and, you know, we had a handshake agreement as to how that should happen, you know, some a digital handshake. Mm -hmm. um, this negates the need for, well, obviously banks, the entire finance, and that's really what runs most of the world is the financial uh, interchange. Um, but lawyers, uh, I mean, the first thing I'm looking at with, with podcasts is the entire uh, PRO and publishing system, the public rights organizations, ASCAP, BMI, who have offices throughout the whole world. They're, you know, they're tracking, scanning, very, very inaccurate, very um, archaic infrastructure, although they think it's very modern to track uh, how many uh, times a record has been used or song, I should say song has been used or played on the radio or wh whatever, multi-fat played in clubs. Um, and they kind of, you know, take it averages and they collect money from people who use that music and then they distribute it. And, you know, it can take two to five to infinity years to get your money down the line. And whereas, you know, what we're doing with the lightning uh, payments uh, for podcasting is from the get-go, we enable uh, a split between any, any number of people responsible for the product. So um, when you're listening to a podcast in a, uh, in a podcasting 2.0 uh, app or player, uh, it sends a, a, a set amount of Satoshis per minute down the line to everybody who was responsible for getting that to the listener. So 1% of that is to the app you're using, 1% is to the index to keep everything running, and 98% goes to the podcaster, who then can split it in an infinite number of ways. I want 20% for myself, 20% for my co-host, I want 20% for my investor, uh, what do I have left? 40%. I want to have the, you know, I, I might have a freelance writer, you know, he's going to get 5% or she's going to get 5%. There's some person who's great at promoting the podcast. I want to hit them up for a bit, give them 5%. And so that'll happen of every single payment that comes down the line. And the listener can determine how much per hour that's worth to them. And, you know, we're just basing it on the, uh, the assumption that people value a podcast at minimum at $1 an hour. So you're talking 100 sats uh, uh, a minute, basically. And you just took away an entire infrastructure um, to get these types of royalty payments to people and all the fucking money that gets caught on the uh, uh, gets caught along the way and sticks to other people's walls. Um, that is revolutionary. And we're taking it one step further where 
there's a, there's a group of guys who have the podcast taxonomy project. And so they've broken down all the different, kind of like on a movie, if you look at the credits, that's not accidental, the placement or the names. So all the way from star, guest star, um, you know, um, gaffer, best boy, assistant to the hairdresser, all that stuff is codified. We'll have that for podcasting. And then those will be official credits in a credit tag, which you can search upon, but then you can also assign value blocks for, or node IDs, if you will, to those people. So at an episode level, we'll be able to create those royalty splits for anybody who participated at an episode level. So you're playing episode, you know, 1,297 of the No Agenda show. Um, Darren O'Neill did the artwork. We're going to give him 5% of, of that show's revenue that comes in through streaming lightning. This is... God, that's amazing. It's, it goes beyond... Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's breaking so many things. It really is. Yeah. And you just start with that. And the beauty of, of podcasting in this case is it, it's an automatic marketing machine. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like if, if you have a podcast, you have an audience, you have 10 people, those 10 people probably listen to at least one or two other shows. Mm -hmm. If their other favorite podcasts don't, ha don't have this enabled, they'll contact that podcaster and say, hey, you should do this. It's real easy. You go to podcasterwallet.com, boom, you're enabled if you have a node, a node ID. Um, and uh, that podcaster in, in turn tells their audience, their audience listens to other stuff, and it just builds very quickly. I've seen this this feature rollout go very fast with podcasting. So I expect this, once we get an, um, uh, a couple apps in the app store that are, um, uh, that are, uh, that don't need to be full, system? well, they don't need to be fully connected nodes. So we, for a podcast app, okay, you only okay. need key send outbound. So you don't mm -hmm. need to be on, you can use Neutrino um, mm -hmm. wallet, I guess. Because uh, you can just use that on mobile, it syncs up when you load it up, and then you know when you're listening, it'll be connected and can send the payments real time. So that that type of app scales to whatever we need to scale it to. That's coming, and when that happens, uh, I think you know it's going to explode, and the code will be there for people to implement it into their own apps. So mm -hmm. it'll it'll you know I think it'll go pretty quick. That's awesome. Um, I, I really think. Uh, one of the interesting things about like, cause Sphinx is, you know, like where, uh, everybody has, it was funny. Like, I didn't even know that you had dropped the, the episode about it mm -hmm. until like, I was just looking at my Sphinx and all the groups I was in. It was just like, Bobby jumped into group Kaiser jumped into group. Like, and I'm like, wait, what the hell is going on? It's like, it just started to be this flood of people in all my Sphinx groups. And then I was like, wait a second, did Adam drop his episode on this? I'm, <laughs> I'm going like, to show you, um, this is a zap wallet. This is the log, uh, for okay. the, for the podcast index. And if you can see that you'll see, well, you have uh, the zap connected to, yeah. your, so, to are you running Sphinx? locally like the one that no 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 this is connecting it to your node so this is the podcast index node it's independent uh, okay, oh, it's, on, gotcha. it's on actually it's a voltage.io node but so oh, one cool. one percent of everything that's happening on sphinx is coming into uh the index node that's that's mm -hmm. our our royalty if you will for keeping it running so that's typically three satoshis and you can see that every minute every minute of the day there's satoshis coming in now, if I'm a podcaster, these numbers are going to be much, much bigger. Look at that shit, man. It just goes on yeah. forever. And so this is, it's, it, now, 
what have we in in uh three weeks or so four weeks of of having sphinx set up you know the podcast index on its royalty alone has made probably about 25 dollars in lightning payments so imagine that's that's the one percent yeah so ima you know imagine we can amplify this or multiply it by a hundred or by a thousand then now now it starts to get interesting for everybody including um podcast app and wallet developers i mean wallets are great but what does a wallet do you know i see a lot of wallets i got my phone is filled with what the phone gets hot sometimes because the wallets are doing <laughs> stuff the battery goes down but you can really only send from wallet a to wallet b some have you know uh, easier onboarding for fiat um others have a marketplace you know where you can go get gift cards and uh, inbound liquidity and you know but <laughs> what can you really do with it but point of sale everyone has a point of sale interface and now well just add podcasting it, we have the api it's there you don't need to run a huge infrastructure uh we do that that's what podcastindex.org is all about so that we can enable people to create great podcast experiences and finally be in the deal flow app guys mm -hmm. were always cut out they're not a part of the ad buy they have to sell their hard sweat labor for 99 cents in the app store that's fucking insulting dude i just i did like that is one of those things there's so many middlemen that are taking percents mm -hmm. of like what's going on which exactly. i don't think they should be the ones like they're middlemen that seem unnecessary that like shouldn't be there whereas somebody like who is actually in the podcast app i would love to pay overcast you know like a one percent or two percent of mm -hmm. everything that I listen to sure. for making Overcast, keeping it up, and yep. making it work, and adding features and doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It they 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 basically deserve to be some sort of a middleman or like in on the cut, mm -hmm. like for the people, the number of people, and the number of hours that they make yeah. useful and like yeah. uh, entertaining for people. Exactly, and they didn't. You know, they never did. Well, they were never in the deal. They were never a part of the deal flow. And that, and I'll take that as my bad. Um, because <laughs> when, when, when we developed podcasting, I didn't have to think about, well, it, in general, as a broadcaster, I never had to think about radios. There's always radios, right? Everyone's got a radio. You got a radio in the car. You got a transistor radio. You got yeah, yeah. a boombox. You know, everyone has a radio. <laughs> What's your problem? We don't need radios. But today's apps are literally radios. And we see, well, we were seeing a, a quick diminishing of apps. We were seeing apps that were tied to the Apple uh, index, which although they've been great stewards of podcasting, they have their own agendas. And so they, uh, we don't know how many people they reject from their, uh, from their index, but we certainly know when they take them out and that happens. So um, when you take Joe Rogan out because he goes voluntarily, or you take Alex Jones out because he didn't fit uh, Apple's corporate image. Either way, the app guys get screwed. Those are popular mm -hmm. shows, and so all of a sudden, the, why would I use this app when when the two shows I like, as an example, um, are not available? Then you're going to pick up a different, a newer radio, and that became Spotify. And I'm like, fuck those guys. No, <laughs> no, no. Seriously, that that's why I that's why I step back into this. I'm like, what is going on? Where where are the leaders in our space? And for a whole bunch of reasons, it's been pretty stagnant for a decade, kind of a chicken and the egg, people waiting for someone else to do something with very little money to play with in between. So hosting companies that 
you know, host your podcast and basically create the RSS feed, which is the the main meat and potatoes of what you need to be a podcaster. Um, they're running really lean, you know, they, they have to, they can't just throw development resources at, at everything that might look promising without a use case or a business case. And so I decided since I have nothing to lose and I know how to raise money, which we've done successfully and continue to do for podcast index, um, cause it's what it is, a value for value company. We, we, we don't, um, charge anybody anything outright we ask for uh, value so that's going to be both from people who support the idea uh and many developers have actually given us money say hey thanks you know i could pay per api access over here but i'd rather give you guys 50 bucks or here's 20 bucks a month keep at least one of your 25 servers running that's how that's now you're talking some true value for value if anyone comes out of this a Silicon Valley billionaire, then we fucked it up. So hopefully it'll be a little more evenly distributed, but there should be enough. There should be more than enough for everybody. Yeah. Uh, break down, uh, give me a little bit on, um, particularly for the audience. I know I've got a, a lot of new people who are kind of fresh on a lot of these terms and the technicals of this. Give me a breakdown of the stack in the podcasting setup, like the RSS feed, like where the video, uh, actual audio is stored, the the app, like where where does where in that whole stack do the payments land? Okay, like, okay, that's yeah. a good question. So the 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 RSS infrastructure is essentially the same as has always as it's always been. Um, it's completely decentralized where uh, every individual has to publish two things to have a podcast. One is at least a media file. I'll just say MP3 to make it easy, but it could be video um, and an RSS feed. And the RSS feed is just an XML feed that is a control and organization uh, representation of your show. So it has episodes listed in there, and each episode has details about the episode. And the episode details are where the file lives, um, if there's a web page for it, um, uh, could be specific artwork for that episode. So you have a few very basic set things. And as long as you have that, and people have a way to find your feed, then the podcast app can subscribe to it. When Apple came into the mix, they created kind of the, the special iTunes at the time, one click subscribe, which was what was necessary because we didn't have a central place. And, you know, obviously, smaller apps were able to um, subscribe to feeds if you just copy and pasted it in. But running an index of feeds is a gargantuan job because, as it turns out, when you have a decentralized um, system with RSS feeds, everyone does their RSS feed just a little bit differently. So the number of exceptions are outrageous. And there's also a lot of human error. Like, oh, here's, an, here's artwork for this image. It's 10 megabytes. So now you get to the point where you have a little, a little phone that is doing all that aggregating and looking at feeds. And then you say, I want to play, you know, the Bitcoin Audible podcast. And uh, it has to wait. It has to download 10 megabytes of image just to display it. You see where the, the shortcomings in the experience start to crop up. Yeah. So this is why an index was needed. And... Um, our idea was our index is immutable. I mean, it will be immutable event eventually, either on IPFS or you know some some other form of uh, 
of uh, yeah. Open Ledger. Who the hell knows? Something will pop I'm, up. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that lightning solution. Honestly, well, um, it's, something's going to happen. There's no doubt about yeah, yeah. it. So we just want to make sure we have the collection with everything in it. So yeah. to make it easier for these apps, instead of them maintaining and always having to parse these fees, which can get quite large, and you know your experience is going to be limited if your if your phone is doing all of that work. So the index delivers an API and does all that work under the hood. So the podcast index is an abstraction of the actual infrastructure of podcasting, which is just a whole bunch of RSS feeds and MP3 files all over the world on all kinds of servers and devices that are just waiting to serve that information up. Um, so the index creates reliable, uh, a reliable place for developers to quickly uh, create a podcast app, a podcast experience, or to experiment or to do whatever uh, by offering all of this as an API. So pretty much everybody, uh, except interestingly Overcast, there are a couple others who run their own databases and their own indexes. Um, uh, but obviously our, our uh, mission is to preserve podcasting as a platform of free speech. So we just want to enable other people to do this. And you know, whatever they do is whatever they do. Um, so since we have this index, um, we can bootstrap new features. So um, it started with chapters as an example. So chapters typically were only baked into the file and presented that way to the app. We now have that as a part of the, the new namespace, which uh, m merges into the podcast RSS uh, spec and system uh, that enables uh, not just chapters to exist outside of the actual file itself, but you could even have that centralized so through a service where it can be community chapters and you can add a chapter from any podcast app and it, that change will be reflected on every other podcast app. So these are very big uh, changes, but they don't really change uh, anyone. You know, it's, it's completely backwards compatible. So it's on okay. top of everything else. So if you have okay. the, the standard RSS feed, the namespace comes in and has basically a description of all the new features. So if someone wants to support that in their app, they just have to look at that additional spec and they can implement it. And we and just if added, don't, if, it, if they don't, it's just ignored. Like it's it's ignored, just like, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the way it should be. That's, that's yeah. exactly the, the way- It's all for it. Exactly <laughs> how the way it was designed. Um, so uh, we added the value uh, tag uh, to, the, to the new namespace. And that's all it is. So all you need to have in your feed, in addition to what you already do, is you'll have uh, a value block. So instead of image, it'll say value. Instead of a URL to an image file, you can put any number of node IDs in there, the form of payment, which would be lightning, um, and the split. So, you know, so this, this person gets X percent, this person gets X percent. So when the podcast app, which is enabled with, uh, with lightning and a wallet, when it reads that from the database, from the, from the podcastindex.org, or alternatively from the podcaster's feed, because that's still, you know, that still works. We are backwards compatible 16 years. Um, then the app knows, okay, every single, every minute someone listens to a podcast or this podcast, we send payment in these splits, this total amount to these different wallet addresses. So there's literally no one in between the person who is enjoying the product 
and the person who did the artwork for that product. They don't have to know each other, but the artist will still get his or her 5% for listening to that episode of every payment that the listener makes. I mean, it's a beautiful system. Yeah. Um, there Does that explain is, uh, the stack kind of how it, uh, how it yeah. fits? Okay. I think, I think I'm getting, I'm trying to figure out too how to, like how I would integrate this myself. Cause if it's like something that, you know, if you're adding this thing into the RSS feed, like I'm hosting right now with anchor, which kind of gets me trapped in the, the Spotify um, bubble uh, right. in a way. Um, and, uh, and I love it as a service, but I have to admit, I've been a little bit increasingly scared of the last six months that I'm very dependent on them. Mm -hmm. And I've got 560 freaking episodes or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So if I have to move platforms, like all my links break, you know, like, like I just, I've got a really interesting headache to deal with. Um, but uh, now does anchor have a, uh, a 301 or think 302 forward that they can that you can enable on your feed? Do they allow for that? possibly because is your feed know. your anchor feed or do you have it uh, mapped to a domain name um it's an anchor feed right okay um uh what i'm what i'm trying to figure out right now is if i switch because i use their embed for their, their basic embedding for my website um and i don't know if i'll have to update that embed or if that will I'll actually be able to forward that to a different location. I guarantee you um, stuff's going to break. It always does. Stuff's yeah. going to break. Yeah. Um, um, but the good news is for the namespaces in the in podcasting 2.0, you can literally go to podcasterwallet.com. Uh, you can uh, enter the email address that's listed as the, the, feed, the feed owner in your RSS feed. Uh, you enter your feed and that corresponding email address. You get an email. You verify, and we will put the val your node ID into the podcast index database. So you will, in effect, be uh, enabled uh, the minute you go through that process. Okay. All right. So that's all. That's all it takes. And then any app that talks to the uh, so you can go to Sphinx right after that, and uh, and set up a tribe and put your RSS feed in there, and it's and it's good, and it will go to the to the node ID that you specified. So interesting. So like you're actually like, so from your side, you modify podcast index will actually modify the RSS feed for me. No, like we, to deal with this or no. allow me to. Okay, no, we we give you the actual data you should put in your RSS feed, which on okay. anchor is not possible. Okay, uh, that's or, what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Or at least not yet. But to bootstrap everything so that we don't have to wait for anchor. Um, it's in the database. So Sphinx, when they uh, load up a podcast tribe, they don't read the RSS. They can, but they don't have to. That's why podcastindex.org exists. So they just ping us and it says, here's the episodes, here's the art, here's the value block. Yeah. Um, for your own protection, of course, you should pressure uh, Anchor or find a way Let to move to a host. That, yeah, so Buzzsprout right now is the one that'll be out of the gate earliest. They already support uh, I think all of the the new namespace tags, and they'll be supporting new ones moving forward, um, yeah. and others will follow because exactly what you're saying, people will start moving to places like Buzzsprout because they want the cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I'm what I would really love to do to get a pseudo 
quote unquote, a pseudo free um, uh, hosting option, which there's a, which I just stumbled upon this, something called Shock Wallet, um, which allows BitTorrent tipping mm -hmm. um, is like, cause, cause all of these tools really exist. It's just a matter of like kind of wrapping them into a container that speaks to all of them at once. But if you could have a way to split the, the fee of listening to whoever is hosting it mm -hmm. um, and host it with the BitTorrent. Um, and uh, like, I would just, you know, host it myself on my home computer, um, which I couldn't deal with everybody downloading, but I could deal with a couple of seeds and, you know, seed to somebody else right. Right. and then have my close listeners in the Sphinx tribe or, you know, wherever, mm -hmm. um, who also be like, all right, well, I'll host too. Um, and I'll give you, you know, 5% of mm -hmm. everything that anybody downloads from me or yeah, from so you. This, so this is, um, that's IPFS, you know, that's what IPFS exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Filecoin. I, I don't know much about Filecoin. I'm, not, I'm more interested in Bitcoin than any other coin. Uh, but I see that integration coming. That's not going to be too hard. So, mm -hmm. um, but also there's uh, LSAT, which is another part of the Lightning Protocol, which uh, allows you to uh, charge uh, millisats for API access. You know, so there's there's a lot of really interesting things that are coming, and it it just comes down to something that we a lot of people have to relearn. What is value? What is value? What is, what is something worth to me? Yeah. Um, it's been so overinflated with clothes and and entertainment. You know, it's like is it really that valuable to you? Um, you know, what are the things that you really value? And also, you know, everyone's value is different based upon their own personal circumstances. So people. Um, actually, it was Paul uh, Itoy from uh, uh, Sphinx Chat, who and I, mm -hmm. I've had great conversations with him. He's a very visionary guy, and I'm so oh, happy yeah. we found each other. Um, he said, you know, the days of free are over. And we've under, we've now, we now come to realize that free is very expensive because you lose your privacy. Um, you lose your own free will to a degree as algorithms are sending you left and right whether you think you can fight them or not, the, you know, what you see is all you know. And that's been a very expensive lesson. And I think people are, um, what I've seen with, with the, the Fediverse and Mastodon servers is uh, people enjoy the experience when it's free of algos. You know, it's like, oh, this is kind of a peaceful experience. I don't feel all jittery about being on it because there's likes and noises and blips and bloops flying all the time, which... <laughs> In the big tech world, are times you know if, if you mm -hmm. you you log into Twitter, you're going to see I have this many mentions, and you look at that, and then if it looks like you're not scrolling anymore, you'll all of a sudden get four more notifications. So they hold that shit back to throw it throw it at you when you when you seem inactive and draw you back into the app. So these are things that non-algoed, uh, you know, that's all sorcery, man. That's all, that's messing yeah, yeah. with your brain. That's that's uh, and you don't know it, so. Why would you even think it's ever happening? So that it brings such a sense of peace and normalcy to your world when you discover that, hey, we can have a great experience and actually a much richer experience when there's not this unseen third hand trying to manage something to their benefit in our human discourse. Yeah, it's amazing how powerful that conditioning is to like 
push the notification at like a certain time and basically reinforce that charge or, or the yeah. emotional thing or reinforce certain certain posts with certain messages like wearing yep. a mask yeah um yep. and to blatantly su uh, su uh, subvert uh, subvert uh messages that you don't like you mm -hmm. know that's uh, or that the owner of said platform doesn't like i mean these are all and actually i i watched the whole testimony of uh the senate senate hearing with zuckerberg and dorsey and you know zuckerberg is clearly a you know a, a, a an android of chinese <laughs> manufacture um i was about to say a robot man. yeah 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 obviously uh but dorsey he said something that most people missed and, and i thought was really good he said because he, he now first of all he's clearly got some vision because you know lightning is here in, in no small part thanks to him yeah, uh, and Lightning Labs and you know, fantastic work they're doing, and you know they they are really. I mean, Ryan Gentry is a paid evangelist, man. Just like he's I'm a, trying to get him. Oh, I freaking love that guy. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he was showing showing off what we're doing more to anybody than me. He's like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Hey, check this out. He's like, um, uh, Dorsey, at one point said, you know, I, I think that because you know they were talking about algorithms and and how they shadow ban, etc. Uh, and he said, well, I, I, I'd like to, in the future, have, um, you know, people can choose from algorithms. And and I kind of like that idea. Like, I choose the make me angry drug. I choose the make me happy drug. Yeah. And, you know, because th that's truly what it is. It, if, as we mm -hmm. know, is not a secret that um, these these machines are very um, effective at releasing dopamine at, and, and giving you, um, charging you for good or for bad. And it would be interesting if you can indeed just purchase that experience like a drug. Um, and at the same time, I think he also understands that that is the future. The future is how is the information presented? Because, I mean, really, is a social network any different than email under the hood? Really? I mean, not really. You know, forums, forums are groups. Groups are forums. Everything is email. You know, it's, it's all kind of the same idea podcasting is just another email the way most of the clients have been built mm -hmm. uh oh here's an inbox and here's uh here's the new letters i have from that person um so uh he understands that federating is the future and mm -hmm. right now we're federating through uh pub sub uh which is uh or web pub which is kind of the the note the ping notification now of web three web 2.0 so, you know, you can, again, even that works a bit like an inbox, you can subscribe to mentions of you on the central system of which there are d different in and out points. Uh, but clearly, Sphinx chat is showing us the future of, uh, of networking is blockchain enabled. I mean, that's, and it'll, it'll cost you money, it'll cost you a millisat or whatever it'll cost you. That's the, that is not the only way, but I think it is the most effective method to prevent spam, you know, it should cost, and this is not a, not a new idea, except we never had the, the millisats, we could never go down to a millionth of the coin and say, hey, if you want to send email to me, it's, it's a millisat. Um, and uh, it's actually, it's, it's, but I'll charge you 1001 millisats. Uh, and after I determine that you're not spam or whatever, uh, or after X amount of time, then you get your your thousand sats back and or millisats and I keep my my one millisat. 
See, so that's going to that's going to be an automatic fraud preventer because yeah. it'll just become too expensive to be spamming all these people. The return on investment won't be there. So yeah. that's what's coming. That is abundantly clear to me. Let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor for today's episode of Bitcoin Audible, and that is Hexa Wallet. Um, I actually uh, I talk about this being a seedless wallet and how you can uh, break up your uh, you break your seed up into pieces and you can use contacts and uh, different like cloud drive storage things for your different pieces so that you don't have to worry about it. Well, I actually finally got to experience the recovery process, and I got to admit, it was pretty awesome. It was, it was pretty sleek, um, and uh, I used uh, one of my contacts to have them help me recover my keys after I restored two parts of my own, doing it as if I had lost my phone in this scenario, and sure enough, got it all right back. Um, it's a really cool backup process, and they've got a lot of other great features, including uh, custom fees batching transaction among multiple contacts and locations so that you can save on fees and just so many other great things to explore. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful beta wallet that's going to have a lot of new things added as they continue development and it is a great one to check out. Um, you can get it at guyswan.com hexa h-e-x-a and that'll take you right there. All right so let's get back into it. The number of things that you can do with this as soon as you just kind of open the idea of like, it's, it's kind of crazy that this wasn't possible. It's like, it's all electronic anyway. It seems insane that like, even with middlemen, none of this got implemented. You know, it seems like you would be able to do this on something like cash app. And yet somehow for two decades, like it was still, nobody built these tools but to have a universal language to, to do this and like this an entirely new network infrastructure that's bootstrapping at the base when there's only a hundred people here and like we've already got like people like you and Paul and like all these people like working to build these tools and create an entirely new environment mm -hmm. for something that's 20 years old. Mm -hmm. It's just so it's so freaking exciting. You, you see just how massive the potential is. It's like we've, finally get to catch up on what we should have been building for the last 20 years you know well what I mean? yes and no um so two okay. things one we're up against some of the most powerful forces of nature my friend if you've ever seen the movie network um which is uh with bullock from network is uh, has the famous speech i'm mad as hell i'm not gonna take it anymore but oh, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. another part where uh, this newscaster howard beale is uh, read the riot act by the true owner of the world uh, who really run him and run all the media and run all the stations and you know he says look there's only one way of the world and it is the almighty dollar and this is this is how it works and you have your place in it or the machine will fucking crunch you up and that machine is what we see everywhere around us it is the media machine it is the political machine and is all uh, a foundation of the financial machine so mm -hmm. there is a lot of power against everything that we're doing. Now, I don't think it's stoppable. The people, individuals are stoppable. And believe me, I don't think that uh, President Trump is any fan of, uh, of Bitcoin. I mean, he's an old school guy who believes in the dollar. He may believe in a gold standard, but he believes in the dollar. And we're beyond that. And the beyond it is not so much, uh, well, there's a lot of the proper inherent properties of Bitcoin that are attractive. 
But once you start looking at digital money, some of the stuff we've been talking about, you're removing entire, entirely unnecessary infrastructure of an old world. Look, I, I grew up in Amsterdam. The Netherlands has, is famous for a couple things. Drug production and transport being the top. Um, in fact, all ecstasy pills are manufactured pretty much in the Netherlands. Um, that's what, that's what, oh, yeah. And they're a pass-through country. If you can get into the Netherlands, whether you're shipping drugs, diamonds, um, terrorism, whatever it is, you can transport your way to anywhere in Europe. And they're very low-key about it because, you know, they run on all kinds. And I'm saying this with love, but they do run on <laughs> all kinds of terrorism. So if you look at the cities, besides shipping in Rotterdam and just a little bit left in Amsterdam and, you know, the obvious cheese, tulips, et cetera, um, it really comes down to the legal uh, infrastructure and um, particularly uh, the uh, uh, performing arts. And so again, arts. So that's why Google and Apple have the Dutch Irish reach around construction, whatever it's called. Um, so all their, all their royalties, they funnel through to the Netherlands. So you'll see the Rolling Stones have five huge office buildings on one of the most prestigious canals in Amsterdam. And there's, you know, five Google buildings next to it because they both deal in royalties because that's that's how the Google and Apple systems were set up. It's like mm -hmm. we're licensing our stuff to you and that's a royalty. So we'll funnel the royalties through Holland. Um, so anyway, so they are masters at uh, subverting the 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 system and and keeping money off the books. And that's what the Panama Papers revealed to us. And so it, Bro, we're not in the game. You and I are not players in their game. We're new players. And the new players have a... Um, look, my, my daughter is now part of the star child generation. You know, these are the 25 to 30-year-olds, and they have a whole no, another level of awareness and thinking, and it is much less materialistic. So mm -hmm. we've already learned, you know, like, okay, you can kind of grind your ass all your life, and you'll die, and you had a great life. But the true satisfaction comes from doing other things. And, uh, and I think that the human, um, human valve is creativity, you know, whether you're repairing a motorcycle or whether you're, you know, putting together a, a, a blockchain infrastructure. It's creative. And um, the tools that we have now, I mean, podcasting booted up pretty quickly 16 years ago. Man, we didn't have AWS buckets. We didn't have... A GitHub. We didn't have no. We didn't have the iPhone. We had no yeah. smartphones. Remember this, son. We had no iPhones. So the tools that we have to develop and communicate and connect are massively um, improved. So we can literally move it at lightning speed these days. And you know, but I did a Zoom call with Roy from uh, from Breeze Wallet uh, oh, like yeah. a, an hour ago. He's in Israel. You know, it's like. You couldn't, you couldn't video chat. Real quick, up. We had like crappy ass via satellite telephone connection. <laughs> you know, yeah, we had email, but you couldn't do any video conferencing or any cheap voice over IP. Voice over IP was a pipe dream. Yeah, we've heard yeah. of it. VoIP. Yeah, VoIP. That's the future. And it took, uh, you know, it took 15 years, but it got here finally. So um, we are, we are in control. And, and that's what you see. That's what the protests around the world are about for people who are organizing, who are uh, rebelling against uh, certain or all aspects of the control that's being exerted upon them. Um, it, it's, it's tumultuous, 
but it is also a great time to be alive and perhaps the best time to be a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm tend to be an optimist and I constantly kind of go back and forth. Like, like the algorithm thing is like an interesting example because yeah. like, particularly when you become aware of it, um, uh, it doesn't seem to, like, I don't have much effect, I think in the social media aspect of it, but it's fascinating. Like I use my VPN um, less for explicitly for privacy. Like, I mean, I do, I do use it for that, but I also really just use it to find search results. I literally have to, if I'm looking for something specific, I will literally search it from like three or four different countries mm -hmm. oh, to sure. try to find it. Because if sure. I'm in a different country, it'll give me a different story. Um, which is really interesting how that's unfolding. And I kind of think of like social media algorithms in the same way is like, like you say, it's a, you know, a drug or conditioning is that like, if I could pick it, that would be really fascinating to be able to be like, I am just in this mood. Let me pick yeah. this algorithm and sure. hunt for this type of. Sure. Content. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you have, that's the ultimate. We have different, you know, we've had apps that you can skin for, for years. Dark mode, mm -hmm. dark mode is all oh, about yeah. an experience, yeah, yeah. you know? So give me dark mode algo, you know, I, <laughs> give me the Morrissey algo, you know, <laughs> now oh, give yeah. me the cool of the gang algo. Yeah. That kind of stuff. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, what do you think about, technology in general in that sense do you think technology is inherently a liberating force like i, I kind of tend to think we're in a constant that we're in a trend toward decentralization like you, you talk about like the iphone podcasting rss feeds email like all these things all these things are like massively decentralizing but then like forces but then you look at other things and you see how massively centralized some things like right sitting right next to each other are in the internet space, um, like Google and YouTube and Spotify, like and all these things. Do you, so, so I tend to think it's a two steps forward, one step back sort of cycle. And that 2020 is definitely one of those one step back eras. Um, but, but what do you think about that? Is, is that something you think technology is just ambiguous? You know, like, or is it inherently de decentralizing or centralizing? Like, like, what's your take on that? Technology is just another language. I speak uh, two languages fluently, English and Dutch. I can get by pretty well in, in German and, uh, and French. Uh, they don't kick me out of Paris, but close to <laughs> it. Um, yeah. All the technology is, is just languages and language. And, you know, so if you take, if you take JavaScript or if you take Perl or Python, you know, these are languages that people around the world speak. And when you speak okay. the same language, you can collaborate. And uh, out of that has come new languages uh, that, you know, smaller groups started to speak and they started to do stuff with that language. And then it became bigger and, you know, and, and, there's, and there's corporate languages like Go, um, you know, there's all, all kinds of stuff that crops up, but it truly is like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just numbers. It's just a language. You know, mm -hmm. it may feel like, this this wad of cash is being transported through a blockchain and pooped into your wallet but of course you're just <laughs> you're just agreeing on a number you know so yeah. it, you can take put that number in your pocket you can swallow the piece of paper you know it's unstoppable so in that in that sense it is ubiquitous but it's um that's why when i hear politicians say oh learn to code you know yeah everybody can speak the language but not everybody is a poet 
you know? And so we've got, this is poetry in motion. That's, that's what it is. That's what technology is to me. And it can be used for anything just as language can and should be. The, the, the analogy to language is so fascinating to me because it's almost like, like money, like code, like, like all of these things really just seem to be extensions of it. Like Mm -hmm. it is just like language at a different layer, you know? Um, and the internet itself is just language attached to media. I'm listening to a, uh, a book right now, uh, the information, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a fascinating story about, um, how, uh, uh, African tribes actually found, actually discovered a insanely long distance communication mechanism way before we did like like way before like the um the quote-unquote western world did Mm -hmm. um we didn't even realize it because we didn't understand it but like their drums they would they would beat drums and it was actually a language they would share Mm -hmm. tones and uh ideas and And they had a relay um, system built in everything yeah 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 yeah. it was it was fascinating i had never i had never heard this somebody recommended this book and i'm like it's been well, stuck in my brain. Uh, all day. That's uh, the Iliad, you know. That's with the five, the torches on the on the mountains. I mean, this is yeah, gone back for years. And you know what is it kicked off with Morse code, man. I mean, what is Morse code but just a little language made out of blips and blops? Yeah, <laughs> technology has always been about communicating something somehow, and mm-hmm. um, you get to communicate. You know, money is, and I agree with this. Money is free speech. Oh, yeah. And money is just oh, yeah. pure free speech. So if and let's just say value, what is something you value and you're willing to part with? It's all just language. You know, what what is a dollar bill? It's just paper with words on it. <laughs> Printed all <laughs> fancy, but it's just another another language. So yeah. but and it you ends know, up we, being a certificate for how much you valued a thing in the past versus what you can get today. Like it, it's just a it's just a statement. It's a statement with skin in the game about your comparison. Yeah, you know. So um, today's generation, which is very comfortable with the idea of digital payments, um, will probably have to get some awakenings before they realize that this is not a great way to do it. Uh, so I went through my experiences early in life with the banking uh, system being against me, you know, for whatever small reason. But you know, the, once you see the power, you say, "Oh, you know," or once that direct deposit doesn't come in, or something gets messed up, and you know, that'll be some experience, but the the true uh, freedom that it delivers just comes with a little bit of maturity. Um, but the idea of having a wallet that uh, transfers value from A to B, I think that's so ingrained. I think that these this generation is good to go on that. Um, we just need more reasons to do it. Um, and that means, you know, at some point, I got to be able to pay my rent in Bitcoin. Um, that's going to be possible. It will be possible in some cases already. Um, but you know, we have to, once we get enough money in the system, then it just goes back and forth. That's what I like about lightning. It just goes back and forth in channels, you know, and then whenever, you you know, as long as let's, if we can keep it in there and not have to go to fiat to, to make our, our purchases for living, um, then you got a system, man. And then, and it's, uh, it's, as far as I understand it, pretty indestructible. Yeah. Do you think this is, uh, like, in, in your experience, I mean, like, I kind of love this, like, you know, usually uh, when you get somebody who's not specifically developer in Lightning, they don't drop all LSATs and Neutrino and, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's usually having to re-explain it over and over. 
Um, but uh, do you, in your experience, is this robust enough and scalable enough? Like, do you, do you really see this as like what we will be using in 10 years? Like lightning specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning specifically. Because, uh, I mean, for me, Bitcoin itself, just on the regular old mainnet, uh, became a necessity for me with my daughter being in Rotterdam. Um, she's in the creative field, so um, funds were running short for her uh, mm -hmm. during the lockdown. And, uh, of course, you know, Daddio's here to help. But I got a little tired of the $75 wire fee, the three-day wait, you know, all this jazz, the lock on my account until, until it's gone. And mm -hmm. uh, so I said, you know, let's do this on bitcoin and she's complete from zero got herself um and i did ask uh, which company would be good for for her in europe because uh the sepa sepa is the general european uh, um financial network so you could as long as you have a wallet that's connected to the to that then you can transfer it to any uh, bank account in the eu so I, I got her set up and you know sent her her whatever she needed and you know, was there verified within 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Uh, that was a huge eye opener. And I'm like, okay, we're never doing this any other way. <laughs> um, so that was one. Um, and uh, the, the lightning piece is what really enables, I would say this is second layer. And we've been looking at all these, uh, all the altcoins, which were, have by default been second layer because you buy them with Bitcoin. Um, at least in general. So that's all kind of second layer technology, but it has all of its issues, which we've seen throughout, you know, kind of the, the altcoin craze. And uh, Lightning has yet to be proven. Um, and I'm in particular interested uh, how many simultaneous micropayments a single Raspi Blitz node can handle. Um, I don't know yet, but, you know, if I've got, it obviously it's not the amount of money, but if I have, a 2000 simultaneous uh, HTLCs uh, being performed. I don't know. So we'll see about the actual performance there. And now, of mm -hmm. course, I have a large audience, which, you know, and when you release a podcast, a lot of stuff happens at the same time, um, which is quite interesting on bandwidth, et cetera, to see that, you know, when we push a terabit a second for like 20 minutes. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, ho, ho. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's that nuts. Um, but for now, what I see, I mean, you just want instantaneous payments. You want super speed. Keysend enables the payment without an invoice, which is super sexy. I mean, that oh, yeah. we didn't have that. You know? So I think that's, a, that's almost as big as not having to copy and paste your RSS feed. You know, now you just, you know, I got, the, I got this person's uh, node ID. Here's your, here's your payment. You know, boom, mm -hmm. done. Um, so I, I think that adoption will be simple, simple. Yeah. And, you know, as always, it's the, it's the, the onboarding, but is it really, I, I don't see that problem. It's just, we need more stuff to do. So hopefully podcasting, um, is broad enough, which I think it is that, you know, that we can get, we can convert the 100 million, uh, United States podcast listeners. We can convert 1% of them to, um, using, a a, a Bitcoin lightning enabled podcast app. Uh, at one dollar an hour, you now you're talking about a million dollars that's flowing through the Lightning Network on a daily basis, yeah. uh, because that's what the 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 one the number is 100 million people listen in America, an average of one hour a day. So take one percent is one million people. Take one hour, that's one million dollars. 
take 1% of that for an app, that's $10,000 if you can run it all through your, through your app. So the numbers add up real quick and the machine works. That's what's so beautiful. I mean, as we've been talking, yeah, it's maybe 30 sats, <laughs> but I got 30 sats, actually yeah. more than that. Um, and it's just flowing and it get, makes you excited. You know, it doesn't matter that, that, it's, uh, that it's 10 cents. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I just need to get more people sending me 10 cents. That's all. That's, yeah. that's a much different story than it's not working. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then, so will that scale? Man, I sure hope so. But, you know, there's a lot of smart people involved. Um, yeah. and, and there's also so many um, incentives within the, the native internal markets of Lightning. Uh, now with Lightning Pool, where you can essentially, you know, that's so exciting. It's, well, it's it's beyond crazy because you're Man. you're enabling people to use your money yet your your money never leaves you. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's in it's your services market. without custody. Exactly. It, it's yeah. like what? How does that even work? And that, of course, is because of the trust we can build with multisig and and you know the cryptographic trust that we know that we're who we're you know that we're doing business appropriately with somebody. Um, that, I mean, that by itself, if I ran a hedge fund, I'd be putting a sh- I mean, I got a lot of my money in it. I put as much, you know, I, I haven't, uh, installed the, the pool stuff yet, but I'm going to, because it seems like, well, I just got money sitting here on the node mine as well. So that's, that, that's so many reasons to bring in money and liquidity and networking and expand the graph and the routing, um, that to me, it seems like a no brainer. Uh, and I say that because I'm not I'm not a smart super guy, but uh, I look at it, I can do some simple math. Like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. So anyone else mm. who kind of looks at it will figure it out. And I think shows like yours, you know, it helps people uh, understand and brings them along on this ride much more than any white paper can do or or Twitter posts. You know, I think okay. I think this is this is the kind of stuff that helps people really get engaged, get involved, and start to understand. I mean, I had my personal uh, Bitcoin guru Dennis Parker, who just patiently sat with me for years and years and years. I never even met him, you know, DMing me stuff. And when I was really negative and like, ah, this Bitcoin is bullshit. It's the beanie babies <laughs> of money. Get out of here. Um, he just held steadfast, you know, and and uh, and and took me through that curve. And so I think that's what a lot of these podcasts do as well is help people kind of get into it and flow and see the opportunities. And we'll have the next. Uh, crazy ideas coming out of this. Yeah. Um, I God, I certainly hope so. Um, and uh, I mean, that's obviously the goal. That's one of the most interesting thing about like just podcasts in general. Um, and I think that's why they're on the rise so much is because uh, one particularly like in, in my experience is that audio is now orders of magnitude, the dominant way that I learn sure. um, uh, anything. Um, and, uh, but it also just allowed me to take so much time back. Um, like, like I listen when I inherently can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the dishes when I'm taking a ride, like to get breakfast or like, like I, 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 I double up all of my mindless tasks with learning. So Um, from a broadcast perspective, this mm -hmm. is what we call the, the drive phenomenon. So I was in radio and radio is inherently local um and you you talk about local issues local weather local news and people listen to you uh at drive time 
Morning drive, afternoon drive, the two places where money is made in radio. Everywhere else is just a lost leader or just a loss, not even a leader, a loss. Um, <laughs> so what podcasting did, and, and people develop a relationship with these personalities who are with them in the car, usually to work. That's, that's, how, it, that's how it worked. And you, your personality would become part of every human's experience in the morning. Um, you know, that's why... Lots of people would like to listen to, you know, stupid Z morning zoo. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, my dad was a beetle. <laughs> you know, this kind of crazy, nutty stuff. Um, and other people, you know, I, I was in New York and I had a, an hour and a half commute sometimes in the morning in the 80s. And I would listen to Stern. And Stern was, you know, against the man. And he was like, what the fuck is he going to say today? And how will the FCC be on his ass? And so you become involved in their life. And we have shifted the morning drive to the dish drive, you know, because that's what that's funny you say that because um, my wife is semi retired. Uh, but you know, when she's working, then uh, we you know, we have a real seamless uh, split of duties. And so I often am doing the bed making up the bed and the dishes. And that is my and that's the, my, the best podcast time because I can charge my phone. So it'll be charging and it's, uh, it's near <laughs> enough to I got to uh, hearing aids, but they they use uh, BLE, so I can stream uh, Bluetooth low energy straight to my hearing aids. Um, that I can walk around all the house, and I'm doing that. And so that is my half hour drive time that I have absolute time to listen to something with some form of peace, um, because I'm automatically doing the other things. Walking the dog, is, driving is is a great automatic thing we all do. Yeah. Um, and and so yes, it's actually. If anything, the value is it is giving you more time to learn or to relax or to laugh or whatever it is while you're doing something else with your autonomous self. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been, it's really been like, I got my wife and my sister on it. Um, uh, and it, it's funny, like, we'll take a day on like a Saturday or whatever. And like, it will just be like, all right, we're just going to we're going to do the whole house. Like I'll be working on the remodel mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. going up and down with the shop and I'll uh, do the dishes and the laundry and finally clean up all this crap out of the living room. Cause we got delivered 18 packages and all the boxes are still here. Like, and we're independently listening to stuff and then we'll like kind of cross paths and we'll pause and be like, Oh, did you know this thing? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like two or three yeah. minutes of sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Well, I have the same experience with my wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's an epic thing to think that like this is all kind of brand new, like really in the, the grand scheme of things like this is this is kind of magic from just oh, it's, too... it's sorcery. It's complete yeah. sorcery. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's 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 magic tricks all over the place and it's enriched people's lives and it's brought people together. And it's I mean, what Joe Rogan is doing um with long form interviews is such a literal breath of fresh air. Um, oh, yeah. And you see the machine pushing against him, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, we can't have that. We can't have people. It's like this whole Thanksgiving thing. Like, Oh, Oh man, you can't test ah. your way into Thanksgiving. So the, all we hear about for months is get a test before you go anywhere. And now it's like, you want to go somewhere? Well, a test isn't going to help dude. Yeah. They don't want us to be happy. They don't want us to be with family and talk to people and figure the shit out. That's what's yeah. going on here. Don't congregate, you citizens. Stay at home. We need to stay apart to come together. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when Fauci was like, uh, 
uh, after that. Like, like my thinking is like, I don't trust the vaccine. Um, and like, I'm, I have no intention of taking a brand new vaccine with a brand new model, like, like something that's untested anytime mm -hmm. soon. Um, and, uh, like I, nothing against vaccines, but like, it just, this just seems really reckless right now. Um, but then when Fauci recently just made this statement or whatever, that even if you get a vaccine, you're still going to have to social distance and wear a mask mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to hang out with people in any groups and be like, what's what? the point? Why would I go get the vaccine then? Like yeah, literally well, why? They're, move, they're moving the goalposts because, um, now, this vaccine, which is an, uh, an mRNA, messaging RNA, which tells your DNA to do something, may be, you know, this is the CRISPR stuff. I mean, we're on the cusp of some, and, and, and actually the company that's really doing the Pfizer stuff, I think Moderna's bullshit, but they, they, I mean, I don't think the technology is like that crazy, just it's never really been proven at such scale. Um, they may be onto something for personalized medicine. You know, that, that's what BioNTech does is they create personal cancer medication based upon your DNA. So, and believe me, there's a reason why 23andMe and all these companies were there. And everyone's going to get recommendations for your personal shot that is going to protect you from all, all evils of the world. Maybe great, I don't know. Um, this particular exercise is, a, and, and I do believe that this has been premeditated. There's enough evidence for it with... Um, you know the the uh, the the war games that uh, uh, Harvard or um, the uh, uh, Harvard Medical School did, uh, the Bloomberg Harvard Medical School in New York with the uh, the what was it the 102 exercise, um, which is exactly for this for a coronavirus. They ran it only a few months before the actual thing happened, and what you're Are you serious? Oh yes, what was it called? Man, Section 102 this. or oh yeah, no they 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 war game this whole thing. Um, and it's all the usual suspects and, and there's enough evidence that all this also goes back to the, the AIDS epidemic, uh, in the eighties, which I lost a lot of people, friends of mine. Um, but they, what happened is they were diagnosed. They went into the hospital, never came out because they were treated there with a rejected, uh, chemotherapy drug, AZT. And that's what killed people. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but in my opinion, um, so you know, we have a, a, a pandemic based upon uh, a polymers uh, chain reaction, which is PCR, which is not a test. It's not intended to be a test. It's an identifier. It's an amplification of some DNA to see if you can find a shred of anything. So I think we're probably looking at a high 90% false positive rate, which is just scaring the shit out of people. We've been, particularly young people have been uh, shamed into well you know if you fucking breathe anywhere you could be killing grandma <laughs> literally how many yeah, times yeah. i to you you no. don't want an empty chair at thanksgiving table next year because you didn't wear a mask now this is terrorism and they're going to try um we'll see they're going to try to wrap it all up with an app and uh we had uh, Qantas airlines this morning announced that um, uh, as soon as they're back up and truly flying a lot of people back and forth, international travelers will have to have a proof of vaccination. Um, and it will be come in the form of an app that you have to present, uh, while boarding, but probably while ticketing. Um, we've heard, uh, I have a, I have a disagreement with my co-host Dvorak about this, but 
there's the door. Um, ticket Adam, package. Yes, Ticketmaster announced that they would be doing this for their venues. He doesn't believe it. I do. I, I think that I think th that this it'll either be you've been tested or you've been vaccinated, and that will be you will need some kind of what they're calling a health passport being implemented everywhere. I mean, it's it's not. This is part of the great reset. And I fully expect, just to make it more messed up, I fully expect some kind of cyber event to take place as well. Um, and I think that's when uh, Bitcoin may be very important. Uh, but in general, I, I mean, I, they, they'll do anything for control. We, it sounds so conspiratorial, but uh, I've, I've, I've been living this. I've been seeing it. It's so clear. Just look. Just listen to the Great Reset podcast. I mean, just listen to what they're actually saying, and they're talking I've about. Actually, been all meaning of this to do stuff. that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of good. You know, they got the abbreviated version, which is like 20, 30 minutes each episode, but they're all in there. And all, all the bankers, all the central bankers, um, the policy people. And it's how, what better way to control people than with health? Yeah, it's so good. You back it up by controlling their money. You know, it's like you and and now it's been positioned as if you don't wear a mask, you will, you're probably going to kill somebody. Yeah. And there's such a shame. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I heard Marco from Overcast say that he had gotten COVID and he was ashamed. He was ashamed because, yeah, he had clearly not followed the rules or done something wrong. Because only stupid people, i.e., Republicans, get uh, COVID. That's 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 the messaging that is being sent. Just look, turn on the TV. It, it's yeah. like, oh, Republican super spreader event. Oh, left wing protest. Ah, release valve. You know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. it's all the same. So turn off your televisions. Turn on your podcasts. Load up your Bitcoin wallet. We're getting ready for the next century. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I am on board with that. Um, you know, so I'm not sure how loud this is. Hopefully it's not too bad. It doesn't bother um, me. Okay, good. Um, but uh, I, I'm curious. First, I could not, we could not need Bitcoin and Lightning and these tools and stuff more than like right now. It's almost a little bit, it, it seems serendipitous uh in many ways but i'm more inclined to think it's just i love the idea that it's serendipitous but it, i'm more inclined to think it's just kind of when all the pressures converge you know you build things what is it? innovation is the mother of necessity or whatever maybe is the, the mother reverse. of invention mm -hmm. thank you thank you yeah. um and um uh so uh, i'm curious on like like what do you think the timeline of this is like like how how quick do you think like like I, it still blows my mind sometimes that smartphones are only really 11 years old mm -hmm. um and so like when i think oh five years out there's no way but then i stop and be like smartphones are only 11 years old mm -hmm. and so like kind of what do you have a timeline for this do you have like a perspective on how how you think something like this could flood in and how these factors like the great reset um, contribute to it? Uh, well, I think we're coming down to an important moment. Um, I, I, I personally believe that President Trump uh, is trying to expose some, if not a number of criminal networks. Um, and he'll probably try to do that whether he is reelected or not. Um, I think 
Sidney Powell, who I have high respect for, have read at least one of her books. Um, I'm familiar with the Arthur Anderson case and Enron that she uh, that she was involved in. I am very familiar with the um, uh, with the General uh, Flynn uh, legal case, and um, I think without doubt we can say there was no Russian collusion. So this is a network that created this illusion, the Russian illusion, uh, and presented that to us. And that's a lot of people right there. So once we start exposing that, if, if it can be done, um, there will, it really, you know what this is? It's the great reset versus the great awakening. It's very possible that the great reset, which is also build back better, be on the lookout for that term. It's used uh, by every world leader everywhere now, including Joe Biden. Um, Boris Johnson, uh, Francois uh, Macron, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Mark Rutte in the Netherlands, um, it's uh, the Prime Minister in New Zealand, they're all talking about build back better. And this is a, a globalist plan to um, really enslave everybody, have them on some kind of universal basic income, which we're very close to right now. That's what these payments are all about. This is why the um, central banks uh, want to create the central bank digital coin. Um, you know, Fed now is a real project that's slated for 2023. Um, the real reason for that, of course, is to have better control, not only to be able to pay citizens directly to keep them at home and, you know, keep them being a, a resource um, recycling machine, you know, it's like push money in, go buy something, rinse, repeat, do it again. Uh, to just basically be used as, as an audience for all products of the world. That's what their plan is for the U.S. To continue to move manufacturing offshore. Um, that could very well uh, kick in. That could very well take place. It's only a few. 2023 is close. I don't think any of the other CBDCs will be far behind if they're not maybe a little bit ahead of that. And that's the base I'm looking at. If you control that, if you control people's money to that degree, then you control the world. Um, people will need some proof in front of their eyes to believe that they've, that they've been duped. You know, uh, if, if you just want to get a, a taste of, um, of how long this has been going on, listen to any George Carlin stand-up routine. He, he has been talking about, well, he was talking about this for years and years and years. So it is truly a great awakening that we learn of the control and the just evil douchebaggery that's been taking place uh, to take advantage of us. And it, it's at every scale, every level. Um, wars being the biggest one, you know, war. It's a racket. We actually send our children to go die for bankers, you know, but we dress it in a flag and do all kinds of other stuff. It could feel real good yeah, before, yeah. before everybody dies. Which is really cynical, you know, about taking someone's patriotism and converting it into, into killing for your own personal benefit. But that's, that's, what all, that's always what's been going on with war. Just people so get taught differently. And, and that's one more thing, I'm sorry, is education. We are now seeing, oh, hold on a second. Not only is the educational system crap, they really don't care about my children at all, at all, at all, at all. They have way many, you know, the teachers' unions have problems that, that have nothing to do with the children. Um, what are they learning now that parents are seeing this crap at home on Zoom? They're like, what? No, 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 no. So education, is, that's where it's going to start probably. And that's the best place to start. 
mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, take your cool kid out of school, homeschooling, there's tons of clubs and resources and people you can figure out how to do that with. And give your kid your old laptop and a, and a Linux distro CD and tell them to set it up and install yeah. a web server and then get back to you. Because teach them those little skills. Teach them that, you know, a, a web server can be on your own personal laptop, that you can run your own email, that you could set up, you know, you can download the Mastodon software and set it up on a laptop and pop some ports open and have your buddies on it. This is the stuff kids should be learning. So yeah. we're teaching them shit. We're, and we're probably indoctrinating them. And uh, a, child, a, a country that cannot survive when you teach its children to hate the country. And I think a lot of that has been going on. Yeah. Man, don't even get me started on education. Uh, that is, that That's is actually wild. where we have to start, probably. That's the best Dang. place. <laughs> some Bitcoin, man. Teach them the, what's really going on. Don't, don't give them the crap. It's like, and this is human nature, guy. Um, AOL. It was a huge success story, America Online, and you, people got email and they had places to talk and you had information sources. And then the, the, at the gates of AOL, people were just like, hey, what's that internet thing out there? We hear that's all the cool shit, porn. That's all the cool shit out there. We want to get to, <laughs> hey, AOL, we want the cool shit. And then AOL went, okay, we'll give you a little browser here. But it's not, you know, careful, your your mileage may vary, you know, you could get hurt out there on the scary internet. And within a few years, AOL was no longer an information provider, they were a dial-up provider. They People yeah. just use them to get straight to the internet. People want that. They want the unknown, they want the scary. And I think children should be taught that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how many problems stem from excuse me, stem from the, the inherent control in money. Um, and uh, back to an earlier point, I was just talking about how like, I, I tend to be an optimist. Um, in this day and age, I have to admit without Bitcoin, like without lightning, without this movement, and without all the people who base like who seem to see things kind of with this same framework of like, we really need to be independent. We need to explore and take risks and go out there. And like, why are you watching the news? You know, like this whole mentality seems to be really wrapped up in Bitcoin and is spreading it very quickly. People, I know people who were totally on the other side of this thing. And I was absolutely. I was too. I was too. And, and then ha- like came into this space and then kind of looked back and it was like, oh crap, that's a shit show. Like I'm not, I'm not going back there. Um, and I'd have a really hard time being optimistic about the future without it right now. Um, but I gotta say, one of the things about Lightning so far is that there hasn't really been a unique experience. The tools itself have been fascinating. The technology is fascinating. But we've been in a bootstrapping phase for a long time. Um, the years like getting the well, long time in Bitcoin feels like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's been like two years. Yeah, it's yeah, not, that's not that long. Um, uh, but we've been in the get keys in to work, get Ellen off to work, like sort of stuff, just the real key tools. Sure, sure. And I've been finally using it a lot with just fold and strike, just being able to buy gift cards and get like a discount. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, this podcasting thing that you're heading off and that Paul is working on with Sphinx and stuff. This is the first thing that I have been using regularly now. 
and getting really excited about that I don't stop and think. It takes me a little bit to think like I'm actually using Lightning and Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm doing it because it's a new thing to do rather than an excuse to use Lightning. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. and you and and I think you all you forget about it too. Like you just in this app and you know there's money flowing. Like doesn't I? I just I'm doing this and I feel good about it. And there's sats flowing and everybody's winning. I mean it's you don't even think <laughs> about that anymore. Now do you have a tribe on Sphinx? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the uh, it's the podcast? Bitcoin audio knots. Do you have your pit podcast in there? Yeah, yeah, I got my podcast in there. Just uh, just added it the other day. Do you have the Bitcoin? Um, do you have it in, uh, Lightning enabled? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay, good. Oh yeah, I've got I've I've got it all running. I just need to get on the pod yet the index. Um, right. See so if just, I can just, just migrate case, my RSS feed and do something. Well, all you have to do is do the podcaster wallet, and then in, don't choose the Sphinx option. Just choose the I have a node. And then post whatever node you want in there, and then you're the, and it works. Then you go back into your tribe, and the and and you can add your uh, RSS feed in the tribe settings. There's a an app URL and a feed URL. Just put your RSS feed there, and right away Sat start streaming. And let me know because I'll start streaming them too. All right. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I gotta say, um, uh, this has been this has been awesome and an honor. Oh, it's been, been great fun, man. I've, I've been looking forward to this. And thank you for being patient with me. Had a lot of incoming requests. And so I'm just trying to schedule it all a little bit. Perfectly understandable. Yeah. <laughs> when when somebody gets hard into Bitcoin or when <clears throat> coiners find out that Adam Curry, of all people, is running a lightning node and uh, decides to use Neutrino and like is dropping all the technical. No, man, like, LSAT. I, I said it. I said it. I dropped an LSAT or two. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but uh, this is awesome. I'm going to be I'm going to be following this thing like crazy. I've been listening to podcasting 2.0 uh, in the app. Um, in fact, it's quickly becoming like my main one, except for the fact that I don't have all the tribes. But you, right. TFTC, um, uh, Asus, I'm not sure if he's actually adding his uh bitcoin and co like i've started listening to this i'm i'm yeah. kind of now using well, this spread, spread the word about the uh, about podcasterwallet.com because for Podcast. people who are already on sphinx it's great i mean it's going to take a while before we have more apps you know we've got a whole bunch of uh it's actually a new podcastapps.com is where we've listed um uh, yeah, that it's, we're just we're yeah we're just starting to build this list that's all the apps yeah. that have come out of podcastindex.org and what they support uh, we don't have the lightning stuff on there yet, but um, you know, as I said, I think Breeze uh, will come out with a podcast-enabled uh, wallet or app. Uh, yeah, that, and that's going to be huge because then we can scale. Then we can see what we can really do. Because you know, mm -hmm. what's it going to be? You got a thousand people start listening at the same time. What the hell is going to happen? I can't wait to break it. I mean, <laughs> I want to break it. I want to break it. We break it. it then at least we learn something. You know, then we're, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What 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 do we need to do? And then we'll have another data point. So that oh, kind yeah. of stuff is, you know, it's imagine like crowdfunding that kicks off right away and that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people start paying. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I've, I'm going to learn about lock times and HTLCs and all this. I have, I see that in my future um, and I look forward to it. You know, I look forward to the mayhem. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. But I appreciate it. Appreciate you um, uh, taking the time and, uh, and your thoughtful uh, questions, actually. Nice conversation. Appreciate it, man. Dude, thank you so much. And uh, 
maybe maybe we'll do it again when we're when we're doing this on 3.0 or dropping out some really big big improvements and we get that flood of a million new people and it breaks and then we get to talk about it <laughs> i look forward to it man i look forward to breaking stuff with you awesome man Dude, okay. thank you so take much care. take it easy all right a huge thank you to adam curry for coming on the show and for uh being a major proponent for bitcoin and for directing so many people to Sphinx and uh, his podcasting 2.0 project, which you can actually get uh, if you're on Sphinx or any uh, any like integrated app, um, check it out on. Uh, uh, you can go to podcasterwallet.com. Um, but uh, well, I'll have links to all of these, uh, all the things that he mentioned in the show, uh, so that you can check those out in the show notes. But check out Podcasting 2.0 where uh, they really kind of dig into a lot of this stuff uh, even deeper, um, specifically about Lightning and, and what they're doing with this project. Um, and those, those websites that you can get to are podcastindex.org, podcasterwallet.com, and newpodcastapps.com. Again, they'll be in the show notes, so you don't have to, you don't have to memorize them. But if you're looking them up right now, uh, <laughs> hopefully that helps. Um, and a, uh, another major thank you to uh, our wonderful sponsors, Bitbox, the minimal, sleek, exactly what you need open source hardware wallet um, that uh, I really am just a huge fan of. And of course, Hexa Wallet, the mobile wallet that has built-in batching because I can't believe nobody else has built-in batching. Batching still blows my mind that this is the only one that does this. Um, but uh, Hexa is a great wallet. You can find both of those at guyswan.com slash hexa or guyswan.com slash bitbox. With that, we will close this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on the Apple App Store. Uh, that really does make a huge difference. Um, and if you do it, uh, I'll just, I'll love you forever. Uh, thank you to my patrons and everybody in the Telegram and, and Sphinx tribe. Um, it's been awesome uh, hanging out with everybody and uh, I'll be back with another Bitcoin Audible read tomorrow. And until then, take it easy, guys. This has been a 111 production, and you were listening to Bitcoin Audible on the Crypto Economy Network.